Today on the podcast, we're speaking with Mr. Steve Stotts. Steve is a motivational speaker, an entrepreneur, life coach. He's a pretty amazing guy from what I can see. Yes, yes. here we go. Three, three, two, two, one. one. It's time for the show. Action. You're listening to the It's My Time podcast. A recording of the experiences, past and present, of everyday people. And now, here's your host, the one and only, Asher Asher Chua. Steve, you out there? Hey, how you doing? Can you hear me? Yes. Yes, sir. I got you. How you doing? Yeah, great. How about yourself? Well, good. I'm always busy. Mine is always moving, but it's kind of good. Shop, you know? What what you got going on today? Well, um, you know, before I you know get into like doing my thing on the side, I, I usually um, work as a brand ambassador for a plumbing company. Oh, okay. I, I have so many um hats, it's crazy. You know, you go from uh, doing permits to doing um um showing property because there's real estate involved with it as well. So it's a whole lot of different things. Wait, so you sh- you show property as a brand ambassador? Well, I put that. I put I put the brand ambassador as a um as a title because what it does is just you promoting all over the place. So like I said, I help with the business as far as with the plumbing business, help promote as far as with his real estate, and mm-hmm. then just the brand itself. So and what it does, it kind of funnels me and helps me to build up my brand and how I display what I need to do going forward. Uh, so it's like uh, hands-on being paid and still training as well without having to go back to college. That's why I look at it like that. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. How'd you come up with that idea? Well, I put that in the mindset because I knew you find a, find a need. Mm-hmm. And then you try to see if you could be the solution to the problem. So at the time when I first got here, he had a need for us with trying to do social media. And I went right. to school for marketing. So, okay. you know, and I didn't want to go back to corporate America. I used to work for writing <laughs> as a manager. Okay. So I wanted to um, get out of that, um, mm-hmm. that field. And then what it did was try to, you know, help elevate me and, um, and learn more about business. Because what happens is uh, when you go to school for business administration, like I got a degree in business administration and marketing. Right. Teachers and professors, they, they are expertise based on book you know, mm. theory sometimes you right, get your right. foot, you know, feet wet by going into like a small business that is hands-on mm-hmm. i work for a corporation corporations are so big where it's like you're just a um a, a pawn on a big chessboard mm-hmm. you don't see the whole operation but when you when you're involved with a small business you see everything right I mean, from the good, the bad, the ugly, mm-hmm. and that helps you so that if you want to be an entrepreneur, start your business, you know what you got to do. So you make contacts, networking, a whole lot of things that goes into play, but it pays off at the end of the day. Gotcha. Okay. Has that always been like the dream for you that you wanted to be an entrepreneur or want to see things like the guts of the operation? Um, not the guts. I always wanted to be an entrepreneur um, since I was about 10. I used to work with my grandma on a weekends. We okay. Flea market in Jersey where we used to sell stuff and she mm-hmm. explained that to me. So while the normal kids will probably be watching cartoons, eating breakfast, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm already up two in the morning going over to the bridge and getting ready to actually um, help her sell. Gotcha. And she helped branch me off to other places to sell. Like I was on a food truck for about a year, selling sneakers one time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just, you know, a lot of different things I was doing was like different entities of just the selling phase. Um, mm-hmm. But my whole goal was to come up with my own product or services that one day I'm able to promote to as well. And that's why this past year has been a very busy year for the invention I got going on right now. And I'm excited gotcha. about it. And what, what's that? Do you mind sharing? 
Oh, that's the Wandering. You can look it up on YouTube, Wandering, W-A-N-D-E-R-R-I-N-G. Type it in YouTube. Mm-hmm. You'll see it in action. But what it is, is it's a handheld photo booth. Okay. I don't know if you've been to an event where they had big photo booth in the corner. Right, right. But just imagine condensing that to put inside your hand and you carry and you walk around with it. Right. So it was patent pending, which I'm excited about that right now. You're right. Uh, but um, yeah, I've been I've been pushing that since January. Got you. What's what's the reception been like for it? It's been great. Um, I have a system that I created on even putting it out there. I had okay. to study the photo booth industry for about a month to see my you know my competition. I had to mm-hmm. see exactly what's out there. What can I do as a change? And plus, it's a demo product because every time I mention what it is, I always mm-hmm. got to show or explain it because they're not familiar with it. Right. So right. a lot of different events that I do, I do a video recap on the actual event so you okay. see it in action. Right. And one thing I love about it outside of the traditional photo booth is that when you see when you see a photo booth company marketing themselves, the mm-hmm. only market them taking the picture of the person with the person with the backdrop, not the actual device, um, you know, from the gate. Like, I'm okay. always showing the device so they know exactly what it is and what you're mm-hmm. using. But a lot gotcha. of people, what I'm studying is that when they're showing um, their their work or what mm-hmm. they're doing, it's just a picture of the actual person. Right. Like, people want to know what's the device you use, you know, mm-hmm. how is it set up or um, you know, the ease and the use of it. So gotcha. I kind of portray that and what I do and make you understand what the wandering is. So okay. it can be a household name. So that's the whole goal. Right. I wanted to be burnt in the person's mind, you know, just like right, Nike, right. Coca-Cola and all the good stuff. So man, it's like, I guess you must've got something from uh, your marketing degree. No, it wasn't a degree. I, no, I look at college, just, college was just, it was just an experience to, to learn and develop who you are as a person. Gotcha. The classes didn't really help me. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have to have something to bring to the table as far as your initiative. You have to right. have some type of, that's why a lot of times when people put you on drop, job interviews and they ask you outside of the traditional thing when you say, I got a degree, I, my GPA is this. No, they want to know what extracurricular activities that you have done, who did mm-hmm. you work for, what experience did you learn outside of school. Right. You know, a lot of that stuff, my bad. Gotcha. My bad. No, you're, you're good. Yeah. But, um, but yeah. It's, that's um, awesome. It's a journey. And you got to have energy. A lot of right. times people, they, you know, you're marketing yourself, no matter what product or service. I mean, that's cool. But you want to be able to learn how to market yourself because you're going against a whole lot of different other people. Mm-hmm. One thing that woke me up when I graduated in 07 from college is that I was thinking that people were going to knock my door down to give me a job. Right, I, right. I, I wasn't the only one graduating. Right. <laughs> you know, I was not doing it. I had to realize that. See, sometimes in college we think that we're owed something. That they, right. That they're gonna they're gonna hire us because we have a degree. That's not the truth. I mean, mm. and I'm a, I'm a living, breathing example of that. You gotta mm-hmm. go get it. I right. tell people, look, don't knock on the door. Of opportunity. You gotta kick that door in. Were you? On doors, I, I kick it in. Got you. Were you ever on the flip side of that when you were in college? Like, were you going through college kind of thinking like, okay, I'm putting in all this time. They just gotta hand me a job, right? Yeah, you would think that um, put this time in. I got the degree. I, I paid the dues. Now give me what I think is owed to me. Right. That's not how it works. Gotcha. Right. And right. For people to think that way, that's how they really jam themselves up. And then mm, uh, what happens at the end of the day? If you don't, if you don't correct it early in the game, you start mm-hmm. believing that you know um, it's not you being a problem. You believe that it's society, and you start blaming society. Right. 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 There, society doesn't owe you anything. Right. You know, you got to remember that. You got It's what you put in. Exactly. Because society is going to be society regardless of whether no you're what here you or do. not. Right. Truth, you don't even exist until you make yourself exist. Mm-hmm. Don't think that you got a birth certificate, you got a social security card. 
it probably exists as far as all the data for that, that, that the city you live in and the people that, you know, the few people that probably love and care about you. But if you want to be, if you want to make a mark in this world, you got to do something impactful for somebody mm. to talk about you. Other than that, it's going to go through the winds like a, like a mist. So right. you got to do something that's going to be um, a driving force that's going to make you be like, you know what? I, I, I'm going to remember that name of that person or I remember what he does because right, there's something right. about him. It's funny. It's funny because I jumped on your profile just before the uh, the call, just making sure that I I had um, I was able to reach out to you. And the first thing that that caught my eye, and the reason I wanted to interview you was because of your energy. And I saw the the wondering that you had on there, and it's it looks like you have a uh, what do you call that? Like a circular ring? Yeah. Like one of those circular rings with an iPad in the mm-hmm. in the center of it, and you've got the brand of the or the name of the service above it and below it on the ring itself, and then you mm-hmm. you have like video like going up to people where you're able to film what the device is, like you mentioned earlier before. And then people will go up and they're like, oh, what's that? And you like show it to them and like display it. And they're always just happy and excited, one, for the energy that you're bringing to them. And also for like having that experience that you, you just showed them. Yeah, you're right. Um, that's, what, that's what it's all about, energy. Um, we are all um, created with energy. A lot of us, mm-hmm. we don't use it to our, our, our advantage. And mm-hmm. once again, like I said, to be impactful, to be um, memorable, you got to right. do something. You know, you have to have something. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, being an introvert, everybody, you know, you have your place for that. Like I'm really right. naturally, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an introvert. You're an introvert. But you got to be an extrovert in order to, you know, survive in this world. But right, right. Me, I, I'm cool by myself. Um, learning, doc, you know, watching documentaries, give me mm-hmm. food, give me Netflix. I'm cool. But okay. I've noticed that you have to be an um, extrovert product if you want to be um, impactful in this world because it's all about sharing. And then now since social media is so big, mm-hmm. you can't be no introvert um, trying to get things going. Um, I, I learned through the past the consequences of being that or being scared of what you have not having the confidence of what you believe in because most people be like well i'm waiting for people to believe in me no don't mm-hmm. wait for nobody to believe in you you gotta believe in yourself and then automatically they start to believe in you gotcha. you gotta do that on your own and that's why i say that to myself i try to encourage other people they're not gonna believe in you until you believe in yourself J- jordan michael jordan is not michael jordan until he had to become michael jordan he was just a name but the mm-hmm. name had to be made from what he has done and contribute and that's why people fall in love with him because of that. Right. I mean, look at it to this day. He don't even play ball no more. And people still buy his sneakers and wear his sneakers. Like, the impact, the brand, the legacy. Exactly. Right. But right. he had to be impactful. You know what I'm saying? He had to do something. It's not just a name. Anybody just, you throw up a name and you're like, okay, cool. What, mm-hmm. what, what have you contributed to this world for me to mm-hmm. give you um, attention? Right. I was looking at the social network, the movie, the social network the other day, mm-hmm. the story behind Mark Zuckerberg on Facebook, and how just the portrayal of the character, what he was just, I don't know if you've seen the movie, but. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah, and but what I loved about it was like, it was him just trying to be an impact in the world. It's funny how we were the same age. Me and Mark is the same age, and we was in college the same time. You know, it's oh, amazing wow. how he's over at Harvard doing that. And right. I'm over at, and with my school, and I'm not even thinking with that mindset. Mm. But that's why you just have to be tapped in the right circle. Right. I think if a person is tapped into the right environment, a lot of stuff will come out in a way where you just beat the odds or you be, um, um, you, you have impact. So I think my environment at that time was off. I wish I was in the environment with Mark because I'd have been right with him, you know? Mm-hmm. Saw an investor. Shoot. Right, thousand dollars. <laughs> Look, at that time it was a thousand dollars to get in. Shoot. Right, <laughs> look at his board at Waddle. what ten billion in? So just imagine that thousand dollars investment turns to ten billion dollars to this day. Right. So it's like, come on. So, so um, go ahead. Sorry. 
No, no, I'll finish. Okay. Well, I, I was going to ask you, I, I know you mentioned that you're an introvert naturally. So like what, what happened to you or what changed for you where you realized that, okay, despite me being an introvert, I need to step out into this world if I'm going to go get what's mine. I mean, you, you go by based on some people that you admire. Like I admire Will Smith. Always did mm. since I was a kid. Mm-hmm. I, I wanted to be a class clown like him. I wanted I wanted to do everything Will did. You know, okay. growing up watching the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Um, <laughs> you know, he's from my same city. Um, I just want to be, you know, in the limelight. Want to be funny. Okay. Right. But a lot of times, you know, I didn't have what he had at the time. Mm-hmm. Will had confidence within himself. I didn't mm-hmm. have that. I had. I wanted everybody to like me. I wanted to fit in. Right. Being that type of person, you can never do anything extraordinary. Why? Because you're going to always depend on the next person validation mm-hmm. versus you go ahead and knock it out. You got to be the trendsetter. Right. You know, and when I learned that I had to learn how to be the trendsetter, and that's because you had to find out who you are. Because most people live this life, they don't know who they are. Mm-hmm. They go based on the title. When I got fired from Rite Aid, um, I thought who I was was that manager, and that was it. And mm-hmm. I thought well, since it was taken from me, that was it. Actually, that right. was a door opening for me to introduce myself to myself. So mm-hmm. People got to re- re- reintroduce themselves to themselves. It's because, it, it, you know, you've grown and a certain age and things like that. You've been doing a certain thing for the past 10, 15 years. That's yeah. not who you are. What you do is not who you are. Why you right. do has an impact. But, you know, but what I noticed that I had to make a change mm-hmm. and it was because of the results that I was getting, I didn't like. Gotcha. And I tell people, if you're looking at your results and what you're getting, if you don't like it, something got to change. Mm-hmm. Society's not going to change. My, my, my mentor, Jim, Jim Rohn, always talked about it. He said, you know, the economy is going to be the economy, whether it's up or down, you know, it's going right. to be what it is. Gotcha. And um, you look at the weather. I mean, it hasn't changed for the last 6,000 years. <laughs> so, so you got to look at it like, that's not going to change. You can't go in and say, I want this to change or I don't want the season of winter to come. No, you just right. got to adapt to winter time. You got to mm. adapt to fall. You got to adapt to summer. You got to adapt to spring. So I had to adapt right. to an extrovert. Okay. So, so I, I, I know you, you said you had to adapt. So how did you, um, was it specifically you being fired that like forced you to adapt or was it like, everything leading up to that that you're just like man this is really like the straw that broke the camel's back it's like something's not right something's got to change i mean that was an impact but when that happened in 2012 Mm -hmm. um mentally i went through a struggle of depression because you think you're thinking it was your fault right right and and it wasn't my fault it's just that i was doing everybody else's work along with mine Mm -hmm. and when it when it comes to corporation at the end of the day is the numbers man Right. The numbers. Okay. Emotions. Got to the numbers. So if the numbers wasn't really big like that. And plus that story where I was at, it was a setup story anyway. A lot of bank managers went there, and it was like, but that had to happen. If that right. did not happen, I'd have been still there. You'd have been like, first of all, we wouldn't even have this conversation because you'd be like, just another manager that working right here. Like, what's, mm. what's unique about that? And then, well, and I mean, <laughs> right. Well, I mean, it, it's funny because I, I, I kind of the reason I kind of started this whole deal is because of. I work in the uh, construction industry. I've, I've been a, in construction energy and like construction engineering for about like the last eight years. And I found that a lot of the people that I work with, you probably wouldn't hear from them in a podcast. And I was thinking it'd be cool to hear from them because I, I work with them every day. And mm-hmm. just like the stories and the lives that they have led and lead are interesting to me because I feel that like the majority of them are blue collar guys. And some people are kind of stuck in the mindset of like, I have to do this. I'm doing this for the man, but it's like, I'm doing this to feed my family. But then you have other people that have this outset of like, okay, I've gone through life. I've done some things that I haven't quite liked and some things that I've enjoyed. But I know that me doing this like basic job, it does more than enough to like meet 
the bills. But that's been more the case for somebody that's getting ready to retire, that they've traveled around the world, they've raised a family, and they're just, they're happy where they're at. And, and I guess it's like different people, different mindset. But for me, I, I kind of find that interesting. So I'm, I'm not just um, pulling to an interview entrepreneurs, but I'm also pulling and interviewing um, like the common man and seeing that like even common people have uncommon things about them, or at least it seems uncommon when you talk about things like character, discipline, drive, determination. Some people may have it, like you said, having it out there as being um, extrovert, but some people are like driven quietly as introverts where they just get up and they do things like nobody really pushes them. Yeah, I mean, I feel you on that. Uh, we, we're all common until uh, we, we introduce ourselves to ourselves. Remember, right, out of all the right. schooling that you had throughout school, and that's one thing I did learn, and that's one thing after I do all this, I want to go back and, and go on stage and tell people how I did it. Um, mm. The fact that we never had a training course on how our minds work individually. Mm. You really look at it, grade school, college, there's no training yeah. course on that. I mean, right. if you, I mean, if you took psychology major, you'd probably get like a little uh, uh, toad, like a, a like toad. Yeah, yeah, I got but you. Other than that, to learn who you are and how you think. Mm. So if you look at it, because it's funny, I was admiring just observing people where people that's in construction work, and you'd be mm. like, man, he looked like he's, he looked like he belonged in construction work, or he looked like he belonged here, he, he looked like he would do something like that. Or like when we see somebody tall, we assume right. that he he's playing basketball. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So, right, right. People people are starting to just adapt to what is at hand. But I tell you, if they if, we, if they ever ask the question of what do they love to do or what they enjoy doing, mm -hmm. I bet you it'd probably be outside the door, the, the daily thing that they're doing. Oh yeah, and yeah. The crazy part behind it is that if you don't ask those right questions, you will never get those answers, and people will live a whole life mm -hmm. not realizing who they really are right. until after they retire. And then now it's like, I really didn't want to do this, but I had to do this. But what did you want to do? We mm. all get mad at times of stuff that we did not get. But a lot right. of times we don't ask for what we want. We know offhand what we don't want. You mm. can, I can give you a whole list of that. If right, you ask right. the person the same question, what do you want? They got to think about it. Right. So, of course, it's going to be a challenge for that. But like I said, I don't knock that. I was, I was, no, I wouldn't say I was common. I always wanted to be great. Mm. I mean, that was the goal. It's just that what you're going to be great in. That's the whole thing. Like, gotcha. I always wanted to be great. Mm. I, had hoop, I had hoop dreams too. I mean, like mm. we all had. So it was adapted. Right, right. Tell me a little bit about your background. I know we kind of just jumped right into it, but like, tell me like who you are as a person, where you grew up and like present day, who do you say you are and like, what do you represent? Well, well Steve, Steve the Legacy, um, he grew up in the only section of Philadelphia. Um, uh, he's one, he has a little brother, six years um, different, it was a gap. So uh, you might as well say that, that that gap affected him as far as his brother growing up, growing up because the fact that he, you know, felt alone. I was a, I was a loner, mm -hmm. but then I decided if I had to be around friends, I would decide to do that. Mm -hmm. I had dreams, I was focused on going to the NBA and the challenge was um, I, at the end of the time when I stopped playing, I knew it wasn't for me. I was actually trying to play for my father. Mm. So it wasn't really my dream. It's just that I was trying to live his dream through me. Okay. And um, it had to take from him to when he died and realized that it really wasn't my passion. My passion was always inventing, always right. creating. I've been doing that since seventh grade. But what happened, I didn't realize up until now, it kind of got put in a dormant mode. So, like I said, my whole childhood, I was playing ball. Uh, but the thing is, I worked on my skill set, but I never worked on my mentals. And that's what really did me in. Mentals were shot. Gotcha. So, um, and that's why, you know, lack of confidence and all that other stuff that came mm -hmm. that affected me on that. But, um, but then you go through, you know, sometimes, and then I went to college. I mean, I went to high school, then, then college. Right. Um, then got married. Then, you know, after nine years, that didn't work. And like I said, I mean, two years separated. So it's like when you hear these stories of success stories, yeah. you always want to hear the good stuff. Right. 
But when you really untap and understand what they had to go through, and I, and I see I'm on track, you know what I mean? I mm-hmm. didn't start kicking in of this, um, me being confident, not cocky, but confident in what I'm doing right. until the last straw, which my last straw is when my wife left me. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, at first it was a messed up piece, but then it kind of helped elevate me because it's like, all right, this happened. Now what? What you want right. to do? I mean, you want to cry over spilled milk? Time is yes. still moving. Mm-hmm. You still got a daughter to take care of. You still got work to do. So what you going to do? Mm-hmm. So it was one of the things where it's like, uh, I don't know if you see the Rocky movies, but it's like Mickey telling the Rocky, I don't hear no bell. Yeah. <laughs> I don't hear no bell. Better get up, man. <laughs> better get up. Right. Keep fighting back. Jimro that... said it best. Jimro said, do not um, apologize for your successes, but do not complain about your failures. Mm. So don't don't apologize for being successful because you right. got to understand and remember what you're doing. I'm not there yet, but I, I'm seeing it's really growing. Remember, the Wandering yeah. started off with an idea on January 4th of this year, in my mind. I was in a wow. mascot costume at an event, right? So mm-hmm. the idea came out. I drew it on a napkin that night. Yeah. I had a prototype within 30 days. Mm. My first gig was 15 days after that. Okay. I'm like almost about 40 gigs in. And it's not even the, the year's not over yet. Mm. He said four. He said four zero, like forty yeah, 40. gigs, four yeah. zero yeah. from January. From January, when you, the idea was just a thought, and you drew it, you it put it down on on a napkin. Yeah, cause I, I was trying to solve a problem. Um, they had a stationary photo booth at this mm-hmm. at this event, and I had a mascot on. Okay. And I was trying to convince the people to come over and take a photo. They wait, were going to the wait, wait. Sitting down. What? What's a mascot? Mascot. That was um. I had a panther suit on. It was. It, oh, it was okay, okay. You thing. you were in the mascot costume. Okay, yeah. I got you. So I was in a mascot, um, burning up 180 yeah. degrees. Um, mm-hmm. and I was trying to convince people to come over to take a picture. Right. They had a standalone photo booth. Mm-hmm. I kept walking past it, going into the bleachers. I said, "Man, I wish I had something you can carry over to them and right. interact with." Mm-hmm. And that's where it started. That's where the seed planted. Gotcha. And fertilized it from there. Nice. And all, all the while, while you're doing this, you're putting it out on social media. You're you're putting it up on on your page. You're interacting with people. You're not concerned about oh, what if somebody comes and takes my idea? It's just like no, well, it's, it's patent pending. Okay. I, I don't play no games. Gotcha. Um, you you got to do your homework. And right. I didn't start rebuilding it until I was patent pending status. Awesome. And also with the trademark, you know. Right. And then I said, let's go hard. You know what I'm mm. saying? And also having the fear of somebody dubbing you, I used to have that. I don't have fear no more because I looked at Founder, the movie Founder with McDonald's behind mm-hmm. the scenes. Ray right, Kroc. right. Have you seen right. that movie? Yeah, right? I saw that one. So, yeah. So if you remember in that movie, uh, Ray Kroc said in one scene, he was like, I could have taken your same system and opened up another restaurant. Mm-hmm. But there's one thing I wanted more than anything. And it wasn't just the system. It was right. the name. Exactly. Brand the name. Own the name. You know, don't be fearful of the product. Right. It's, it's what, and then create a system. And that's what I did. I create a system. Mm-hmm. How I do my events and stuff like that. Like, and it just came to me. So it's like, this is not, this is not off the whim. This is, this right. is already predestined plan. Mm-hmm. So I, I want to lead the competition. Don't be fearful of competition. Just lead it. Mm-hmm. A lot of times we want to be, oh, I want no competition. If you don't have no competition, it is a problem with your product. And the right, right. You got to have competition. But it's like how you lead it. Don't, mm-hmm. let it, don't be defeated by it. How you going to get sharp? How you going to get better? So what I do, every every two days, I, I go and I check out my competition. Right, right. I see what's going on out there. See what they're doing differently. See okay. what I can add to. What I can build on, you know. And how many different markets I'm getting. Like right now, I'm working on trying to get into stadiums. Mm-hmm. So my vision is not just parties. It's just like right. concerts, special events. Mm-hmm. Um, this is like the guy that comes down with the popcorn or the hot dogs in the stand. Right. Put one of the wanderings in his hand. Mm-hmm. That's my goal. You know? Right. And then franchising it. That's the end of it. Right. And that, I'm also another project. <laughs> that's awesome because it's like when you when you mention stadiums, I can already picture it like 
you got the guy over there walking around with the popcorn with the water and somebody's walking around with your wonder ring yeah. and all the while you're already getting paid for that and hey you got wi-fi you got bluetooth as soon as they're taking pictures they're taking videos they could just be streaming it up right up on the jumbotron it's like just uh, all of that all of that just from that initial idea but you didn't just have the idea and just be like, oh, yeah, maybe I could do it. Like immediately you put it down on paper and you got to work because you, you were like, I have a need that I need to meet. It's a big need, too. And then also the proprietary thing I'm working on, too, is the sponsorship ads that's going to be implicated mm. inside the pictures. Too. Gotcha. Wandering, I tell people I'm not a photographer. I'm a wanderer. And mm. I'm creating a whole entity with that. Right. They try to compare me. When I first got out, they're like, oh, we already have a photographer. Right, I, went up right. against, I remember two events ago, I went up against 10 photographers. Mm -hmm. One thing I learned about a photographer, photographers take pictures of the atmosphere. But right. the wandering is the atmosphere. That's the mm. difference. That's the difference. And I knew that it, it has to have its position because I went to a comedy club. Right. And now I had to put a, I had to cut off the time frame of me taking it because it can take over. Mm. The, okay. The, um, the event. The event. Right. Oh, right. yeah. Because I noticed that it would take over because everybody, and then when you're in a comedy club, attention got to be to that person on stage with a spotlight. Right, right, remember, right. the wandering is built with a spotlight. So you got to stand. <laughs> <laughs> you got to stand. That's hilarious. I feel you like, I almost want to like, I almost want to play this back whenever I listen to it, like in slow motion, because it's like, you're saying so many things and I'm like, you're very methodical about this where you're like just a series of things happen in life and it's not like you're just dodging one thing at a time or like okay this happens now I'm going to do this it's like you're constantly in a fight and I think it maybe comes from like what your grandma taught you growing up like having to get up at two in the morning go to the bridge and like go get it like yeah. doing the selling there like playing basketball getting exposed to that worse like if you're already playing like at any level competition it gets elevated but when you're doing it initially it just teaches you that in sports or yeah usually in sports it's like it's you versus somebody else like yeah. me myself i didn't I didn't play basketball, which a lot of people find weird because they're like, oh, you're a tall black guy. Like, you must play basketball, right? And I'm like, no, I tried wrestling my first time in sixth grade. And that was like the alternative. Sixth graders didn't play basketball. But I tried wrestling. I seemed to like it. And I, I probably sucked for the next five years, like sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, and tenth. And then finally in 11th grade, we got a, uh, a very good coach that actually cared about us and he cared about like elevating the school's program to what it used to be before. And I'd say wrestling's a little bit different from basketball in, in the fact that it's you versus another person. And it's like you're in close quarters and it'd be similar to boxing where it's like, it's either you or the other person. And in basketball, although you're on a team, you still have that mindset, it's either us or them. And in, in some modes you can be like, okay, I quit. Or in other modes, it's like you get your back put up against the wall to where it's like, okay, I, I can't, I can't walk away from this. Like there's, there's no retreat. Like it's either we go forward or that's. No, you're right. Um, but I, I play this whole thing, even with life, I play it like chess. Mm. Chess is about how many moves you got to be ahead of the next person. Right. Um, you got to always continue. You got to protect. You got to mm. protect the king. You got to protect the queen. Right. You got your knight. You got your bishop. You got your rook. You got the things you can sacrifice. You got the pawn. You want to sacrifice them, but you got to protect them. Mm -hmm. So what you have to do, what moves you got to make. Um, first right. of all, you got to find out the, the questions to ask. Mm -hmm. Once you find out the questions to ask, it's easy to find the answer. Most people just don't know what questions to ask. Right. That's why they right. can't have an answer. And, and that's why I had to learn what was the right questions to ask. If you look mm -hmm. at the Matrix, remember that scene when he first when um, he ran into Trini, and she, she was like, uh, "What is the question?" Mm -hmm. And was waiting for Neo to ask the question. Okay. The question was, "What is the Matrix?" Right. <laughs> so it's like 
I look at this different idea as far as concept of movies, just things I came across, mentors yeah. that I listened to. And it's like, what is the actual question? What do you want? Right. Write that down. You know, like, yeah. who know what we don't want? What do you want? And um, and who are the people? And it's actually a formula mm -hmm. how to really do goal writing that, that um, um, Zig Ziglar came up with. There's a seven-step mm -hmm. process that I utilize too as well. And okay. when you utilize all seven steps, you have an impact on really putting a date on your goal being completed. Gotcha. Uh, it's a science to this stuff. It's not, you know, people was here before us. So right. why are we trying to reinvent certain things? Sometimes you can, sometimes you don't just follow the principles. You know? Right. You know, I, have, you, have you always been like on um like very methodical? Have you always been in tune with like you watch a movie and you pull the message out of it or like seeking out the Zig Ziglars, like the, the inspirational type people, the books and things like that? Has that always been your thing from birth? No. Uh, what happened was what triggered that was anxiety attacks. I used to get panic attacks for the last 13 or 14 years. Okay. I didn't know what was causing it. Every time I went to the ER, they said, your body's cool. Everything's yeah. good. They always wanted me to talk to a shrink. I'm like, for what? Mm -hmm. I found out how powerful our minds are. Our minds are very creative. Right. Driven, you know? So what, what I was playing in my mind was a rehearsing of bad things, mm -hmm. bad thoughts, bad thinking. My self-talk was bad. So right. I started, you know, changing my self-talk, changing the thoughts that I put in my mind. Right. changing what I'm looking for. And then by me trying to find answers, it kind of bumped me into different people. Like okay. Shad, Hem Shad Hemstetter is an um, a author. He wrote a book called What Do You Say When You Talk to Yourself? It's an old book. Right. That book teaches you the, the origin of self-talk, how most of our self-talk is so horrible since birth that we don't mm -hmm. realize it, that we were really shooting ourselves in the foot. Mm. based on what people told us, based on what we heard, based on, I was afraid of airplanes because of my mom and I never seen one up close before. Mm. And I had to face that fear of just getting on one. That Wait, what, that why, she had. Why, why were you, okay, so it was a fear that she had of airplanes? Yeah, that she mentioned it. They got into oh, okay. my head and put a fear of me and I never even seen one up close and I, and I had that fear. Mm. And I had to face that fear in 2013. Um, at the time I was married and um, my wife was like, she was like, uh, what if you have a trip that's all expense paid for? You've got to take a flight. I said, well, I don't think that would never happen. I never say never. That did happen. <laughs> you got to go to San Diego to do a TV show. And, right. And um, you got to make a decision within a week. There was no, oh, let me think about it for a month. Right. You got to face the fear. And then also I found out later in life, after reading the book, The Magic of Believing, mm -hmm. Clark Bristol, he said that um, action eliminates the fear. Mm -hmm. When you don't put the action behind the fear, it just grows. Right. So, so I want to stop where to grow. Gotcha. So I know you mentioned you had the, the panic attacks that um, were, they were consistent for about 13 years. So with the, the panic attacks, you go into the hospital and um, like, who, like, how did you come to know within yourself that like, it was like your thinking that was affecting, like that was triggering the attacks. Like, did you end up going and talking to a shrink or a, like a mm -hmm. mental health person or a psychologist or anything like that? No, I think I was typing things in the Google search and then it just okay. kept leading me down, down um, a path. It was like Alice in Wonderland. Okay. And I started finding out that my issue was not unique. Mm. It wasn't. I thought it was. Right, right. Uh, but it's not. But gotcha. the thing is, I started to find out that the way our, 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 our minds work with the brain waves, this is how I started to learn about alpha waves, mm -hmm. uh, beta, delta, um, gamma, these different alpha waves that we have that really we give off. And the only way you can actually explain to the average person is almost like the radio waves, like stations. Yeah. Different stations that you have, just like on the radio, that you have within your mind that you can put certain binaural beats 
right. along with certain messages to reprogram yourself. Mm-hmm. It's like how we can reprogram our computers, we're able to reprogram our, our minds too as well. And we, you know, so that's how I started reprogramming myself. Yeah, but first you have to face the fear mm-hmm. and you got to replace it. Just like when a person is trying to stop smoking cigarettes, you can't just tell mm-hmm. a person to stop smoking. Something has to come into a replacement, replace right. the habit with something else. A lot of times most people go to eating or some other type of thing where they try to get, quit smoking. But it's right. like you got to replace it. You got to substitute. It. You can't just kill it and go cold turkey. So right. Come back. And I, I'm not saying I, I don't still get symptoms. I just know what it is, and, and I can change the channel. Like like you scroll through Netflix. Okay. So you, you've I been able to it. you've been able to identify what twi- what triggers the anxiety, yeah. and you change from that. Yeah, because my mind is so um, visually driven. Mm-hmm. I see stuff. So if I stay on that channel, I will nurture it and I will birth it into something that I want. I but if I change the channel or mm-hmm. thought process and shift it to something else, it will re-register. It will reroute and go to another thought process. Gotcha. It's almost like Tony Stark in the movie. I think it was either <laughs> Iron Man 2 or 3 where he was having a panic attack in the car. And the dude, the boy was like, um, what do you do? He, I, I create. Yeah. I create. And that kind of got him out of his, his slump because he was having panic attacks too. So mm-hmm. like, I said, oh, it's funny. I get more. And I learned, and, and if you look at the science behind it, most of these scholars, these big time people, they all struggle with anxiety. Einstein, all of them. Yeah. It was like, because imagine receiving all this information and this knowledge you have in your head and you're trying to control this stuff. Right, goes right. Your head. That, will, that will cause your body just to have a reaction to it. Like, mm-hmm. like I mean, look around you, man. You got, you got cars driving, you got drones flying, got airplanes right, right. flying. All this stuff was birthed to somebody's imagination that somebody told me he was a kook. Mm-hmm. It said that, you know, Alexander Graham Bell, they said he was a kook, trying to talk to somebody that doesn't exist for himself. Look what we're doing right. now. We got, like, we got all these everywhere. Come on. So it's like these people that is creating this stuff, they have to go through some processes and some challenges because this stuff is amazing. I'm holding a phone in my hand and I'm talking to somebody. And where you at right now? Oh, I'm in Georgia. See, you in Georgia. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. You got to look at this stuff, man. <laughs> Come on, man. Possible, possible is nothing, man. Right, but, uh, right. Yeah, that's 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 the history with the panic attacks. That's awesome. And it's like I I know I I I was able to uh, find you. Or I guess this is the first time we're actually meeting or talking. Um, I found you through Breathe University. And um, how did you find Breathe University? And I'm always interested to just see like the different like different people from different backgrounds within this group. Eric Thomas. Okay. And how'd you how'd you find him? YouTube video. Okay. One of his most famous ones. He talked about the guru. Mm. The one and, that he said hit numbers like crazy, kind of put him on the map. Got you. Um, and yeah. did you did you find that during one of your your uh, your down periods or when you really needed it? Yeah, because okay. um, it was merged. His was merged into my Les Brown video and was merged okay. into. I was like, who's his brother? Who's this guy? Mm. And, you know, so it's funny. Even I was at his event. <laughs> yeah. Two stories. So check this out. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was in Philly for the yeah. Red event. Okay. And you we were had it. like this year? Oh, yeah, I did, I did the Wandering event with that. I, I got oh, in there. yeah. I must have kept my head down. I was there too. <laughs> really? Yeah. I had I was, all red on. I was, I I was on. incognito. Okay. Yeah, I was there. Um, okay. And me getting there was amazing how that went down. Because mm. I tell you, man, I don't knock on doors, man. I'm kicking it in. I'm going to yeah. tell you why you need to have me here. I'm going to tell you what impact that I'm going to give when I am here. I'm going right. to tell you what, what I'm having with me, how it's going to benefit everybody at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Those three components, how can you say no? Right. And if no, and if you do give me a no now, I'll see you next time. <laughs> <laughs> so was that your first event? Yeah, it was my first ET event. Got you. So how'd you, how'd you get there? Tell me the story. So I knew it was coming. No, actually, last year they had the Ignite uh, right. um, event. Ignite the Dream. Yeah. 
Yeah, and he was with the other guy, and I wanted to, I wanted to come. I think it was like around my birthday. He always come around my birthday around September. Mm-hmm. So then, I, I something happened. I wasn't able to go. Then I found right. out that you know um, that they was coming back, and I mm-hmm. said, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be there. I'm gonna be there with the Wanderer. That was my mm-hmm. whole. I wrote it on paper. I said, I'm gonna be there with the Wanderer. Mm-hmm. So I wrote it on the paper. Now that's a command, right? That's just a right. command. I'm gonna be there with the Wanderer. So the command had to go out, mm-hmm. but the command can only communicate to where I can put that message to that would make it happen. So right. the next thing we have to do with the command is put it to a person that is going to be a, a window in or a doorway in. Right. So that's right. how I went through Reeve University. Okay. And I told him what I had to offer. Mm-hmm. And that's how I met Nikki. Okay. And Nikki and I uh, conversed back and forth. And I said, this is what I can do. And, you know, opportunity came and I just go in and I, I went and, and went for it, you know. Awesome. Um, so, yeah, it was, it was, it was a cool um, opportunity. That's great. And I mean, all of that happened because of what you did or part of what you did back in January, where like that opportunity from the year previously may not have been there if you wouldn't have no. taken the because, action in January. No, because what, what, who am I any different from another person that's buying a ticket? Right. And I'm not, I'm not downplaying that, but truly. Yeah. Yeah. Like, who, who are you? You know what I'm saying? Like what, what substance you bring in that I should even have a conversation. Mm. No, no, let me give you a link to the ticket page. You just buy a ticket and I'll see you there. That would have been a conversation. Right, right. You know, and it's not being blunt. It's just being honest. Right, right. Because it's like, um, if you don't see yourself different, like, like, like for example, now, if you look at the NFL now, like, I don't know, I can't stand watching a full game no more. I watch recap recap videos now. I'm sorry. I just, something this year told me, like, I can't can't do it no more. But what I loved about it was, like, now when they negotiate contracts, these are not agents speaking up for these these, these players no more. Mm -hmm. These players got it made where it's like, I don't want to be here no more. Mm -hmm. I'm who I am. I did this. Yo, cut me out. Let me go somewhere else. Give me the contract. Yeah. They only can do that, not just because of the name, but because of what they bring to the table. Right, right. Because they're able to add that value. Yeah. What value yeah. you bring to the table that will cause you to go ahead and shake feathers like this? Right. And that's where I said, how impactful I can be with this. Mm. How can I make it different from any other photo booth? Because they'd be like, well, I could just call a photo booth. Yeah, I understand that. You can do that. Right. This is why you should call the wandering. This is why you should bring the wandering on. And that's where you got to sell yourself. And Billy Mays mm-hmm. from OxyClean was one yep. of my mentors that, that I followed because he made you believe in buying a product. Right. He became the product. He's like the, the, product. the, le- he's the legendary person for uh displaying the product not only what it does but like he he sells it within like minutes of just like okay look at this you got this stain on this shirt like i'm just gonna like put this on dab it in the water a little bit and it's like that the same energy that it kind of brings it's like that like boom in your face and it's like think about him yeah think about me right i see i see i see the correlation yeah Yeah. Billy never met me. I never met Billy, but right. I studied all his videos. He was horrible when he first came out. Mm-hmm. But then he kept practicing, right. kept getting good. He got yep. to the point where Billy was to the point where he was turning down products that he couldn't believe in. If he didn't mm. believe in that product, he would not do it. It's not because of the money. Right. He said, I got to be passionate about it. I'm putting it on my back. So right. I'm going to make that happen based on what I believe in as far as with the product. Right. So um, yeah, shout out to Billy. Gotcha. Billy Mays, he really inspired me. They had a show called Pitchman that came mm. out years ago. Him and Anthony Sullivan. Those right. were two guys that I used to look up to. Anthony used to look up to Billy. Mm-hmm. Billy was like, the, you know, he was the trendsetter. You know, right. What he does. I used gotcha. to study his mannerism in the mirror. How he does his hands. <laughs> yeah. I look at my hand. My hand. I talk with my hand like Italian. Oh. So, I was gonna say, can you jump on? Can you jump on video or where you're at? Oh, um, I thought I was. I was on video. No, my bad. This whole time I was just like, once you got rolling, I didn't want to stop you. Oh, there you are. Yeah, man, we've been the whole world's been missing out. 
I mean, it's not it, well. Hopefully, you could do a replay on this thing. I don't know if that works out. I'm not sure. The uh, well, I mean, it's a lot. I think the main thing, like just starting this out, I I put out the first podcast last week, and I started back in August. Okay. And I, I had a little bit of a, a delay there, but the thing that got me jump started was the verified event because it was like you go in, you listen to the speakers, and that was my main thing, like getting in the right mind frame. Because earlier this year, I kind of went through that down state where I just got to the point to where like things weren't going the way that I wanted. And I was just yeah. like, I need, I need to change. Like I need to change something, but I, I almost got to the point to where I was like, okay, I'm done trying to put in all this effort and I'm not getting anything back in return. But then being able to create something is basically where it was like, Oh, okay. Like if I'm able to do something of my own to like, just start with a podcast. And then if I'm able to create something from there later, like that'll come. But as long as I get on video, start recording and even, if I feel uncomfortable look at my, looking at myself or hearing myself whenever I, I play it back, I was like, you got to get over the hump. So it's like by this time now, I think this is probably like the 15th interview or recording that I've done. And it's, cool. it's, it's been more comfortable. And just be, getting a chance to meet you, I was like, as soon as I clicked on your profile, I was like, man, this guy's awesome. He's got the energy. He's got that. And then for you to mention that you're an introvert, people would be like, wait, what? Because yeah. it, it's like... As soon as you let somebody put you in a box, like that's where you'll stay so long as you believe that you have to be in that box. But once you step out of it, like the world's yours and then you just got to go get it. And plus, look, everything is scripted. So what I, what I do here as a brand ambassador outside of what I do is like, whatever you want me to be, just give me the script for it. And right. I, I play the role. Mm. See, that's another thing. You play the role. Like a lot of times people always want to go based on emotions and feelings. Yeah, it has a place, but you know, right. Max Brown said the best. He said, man, People don't depend on that. Emotions will use you, man. Right. Well, I tell people, people don't want to feel like getting up in the morning. Who wants to feel like doing that? But you right. gotta, what you got to do. So, hey, it's just, you know, this is just the beginning. Um, buy in store. I ask God for two things. Give me energy and vision. Hmm. And I give him the guts. That's what I told him. I said, uh, I just need energy and vision. And then I give you the guts. So he gives me the energy. Give me the yep. vision. I'm up four in the morning, every morning. Yep. Most of my, my peak time of me coming up with creations, things like that, is like around 2, 2.30. So I've been on that two o'clock schedule since like ten. So, okay, you know, getting up, you know, I just so recharge my brain. So you're, you said you're, you were getting up at four, but now you're getting up at two. Like well, two I always got up at two, um, but I usually go back down and get up at four. But I've been noticing I've been doing that oh. for since I, I think since I was ten. Right. I just right. go to I go to sleep not for enjoyment. I go to sleep to just charge my battery. And I'm right. Like, <laughs> you know, I don't sleep for enjoyment. I sleep right. they have to do it. But right. If it was up to me. I said forget sleeping. See, yeah. it, see, you know how people plan to go to sleep. I never plan to go to sleep. Sleep takes it right. from me. I'd be in the middle of doing something and then I just black out and wake up and get mad. Like, oh, <laughs> I'm going to bed. I don't. I don't say, oh, I'm going to bed. Right. You, right. You don't go to my house and say, oh. Nighty night, and I'm clicking up the light. No, it's yeah. Typing or working on something, then I just go out and I wake up. I'm like, oh man, what? Mm. All right, I know I needed that. I needed those hours. Okay, all right, you got it this time. Gotcha. You got to get your body back as well. So. Yeah. So what? What's your uh, like? What's the work life like for you as a as a brand ambassador? Like creating the wandering. Like what's what would you describe like a day for yourself to be? It's adventurous. Um, what I do is I, I send out the emails um, to potential mm -hmm. clients. Um, thank you to the ones that I have served already. Um, working on ways for different type of sponsorship opportunities. Okay. My daughter, she's a, my daughter's nine. She does my video uh, behind mm -hmm. the scenes. She gets to go to a lot of the events. She she loves it. She'd be like, oh, Dad, <laughs> what event we going to? Yeah. You always want to have a um, you know a job that your kids think is cool. I mean, last last party we was at, she was in the bouncy house the whole time after she videotaped. So she was having a ball like <laughs> enjoy 
my daddy's working. So it's like, I mean, it's, a, it's enjoyable, but I make sure, you know, it's a segment of finding out what new, new technologies I'm going to have to look into, a segment of my marketing emails, a mm-hmm. segment of me editing the videos from the previous event and loading it up right away within 24 hours. Um, and then also creating my actual system so that when I start selling a franchise version, mm-hmm. they follow the system because it's a system I created. And I know you go ahead and buy the wandering all you want and then you're going to make it, make it happen. Right. Without the system, it's going to be, I'm not going to say anything work. It's going to be hard. Right. Gotcha. So how, how about I have a cookie cutter step-by-step process? Okay. Just move it, you know, from there. Have you, well, I think I already asked that, but I, I was going to say, have you always had that, like whenever, like from the time that you started with the idea, you already decided that, okay, I need to make sure that this is a patent. This has a patent behind it. There's a system that it's going to follow and here's the trajectory where it's going to go forward. Mm-hmm. So um, with that, I, I know a lot of people maybe see social media as like this big hype thing. Do you think that's because they don't necessarily understand it? Or would you say like the hype of social media and like brand invet, um, being a brand ambassador, is that something that's real? Yeah, I mean, it's a lack of knowledge in social media. Social media is so powerful. You get to reach out to so many people at one time, you know. Right. Uh, people that you probably never, probably never even thought about uh, reaching out to. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of times um, they can view you, you know, from the gate. Right. They want to respond to you, what type of impact you bring. So, so social media has a lot of powers to it. A lot of people use it for leisure. Right. When it comes to the business side, it, it's very effective in what you can actually do, mm. actually get across your message. Um, right. Very powerful. And it's lucrative too as well. You yeah. apply it to making money. Um, and then a brand ambassador. See, my whole thing, I told you, I'm like Billy Mays. I didn't care what product. So when I when I had to you know, do that for this product business, mm-hmm. it's myself. Somebody told me a long time ago, like, you're always selling yourself. Yeah, I'm always going to sell myself. Right. Whatever shirt I'm wearing with the logo on, then that's what I'm representing for that day. Right. But other than that, it's going to be me. It's um, I mean, hard to try to duplicate me, right. but I'm going to give you a system on a step-by-step because I bring mm-hmm. energy. Right. I don't need five-hour energy drinks. I don't need coffee. <laughs> stuff does the opposite to me that it does to other people. I don't need right. that. Just give me water and maybe a lean shake from GNC. Other than that, cool. <laughs> I'm cool. That's what's up. It's definitely, I feel like, I I, uh, I actually took a nap earlier today because my sleep was kind of all messed up yesterday. Just like mm-hmm. getting up early and like going until you're like, oh crap, I guess the body needs to rest. But um, I got up, walked around a little bit, got some sunlight on. And then as soon as like we're getting ready for the call, like as you've been talking, like you've just been feeding me energy. And I'm like, okay, like I'm ready for the weekend now. I'm going to do yeah, this. Contagious, I'm going to do that. Energy. I'm going to do that. Hopefully I can bottle that up and set it one day. My energy is contagious. I tell people, man. Yeah. I think that quartz crystal. Mm-hmm. I'm like, man, put my hand on that quartz crystal. Give you that, you gonna feel an impact of it. Because <laughs> you travels through crystals. Right. So I mean, the the best way that um, I'd say people are bottling up energy now and like at least packaging it is through social media, like doing yeah. a video or recording like this, to where it's like, as soon as somebody gets it, whatever state they may be in, like it make it goes back to that the frequencies where if it hits them just right, it'll get them out of that out of that state. I, I could see that um, to a certain extent. Like for example, when I was at the Verify event, one thing I can admit, mm-hmm. I try to be so transparent to how I act on social media, mm-hmm. but I noticed some people are not the same in person. Mm-hmm. Right. In social media. Gotcha. I said, man, that's amazing. Like, yeah. I wouldn't have thought that, you know, but I try to be same person. on both sides because right. that's what they probably have noticed me by. Mm-hmm. So why don't we continue to give that, you know, that energy off? And plus, my body won't let me be normal. You know, I have to be over, you know. <laughs> well, I mean, what's, what's normal, really? It's like. 
cool, calm, collected. You gotcha. know, I'm a, I'm an in your face type of thing. Um, gotcha. I'm gonna be impactful. You know, we probably be strangers the first time we meet. Mm-hmm. I'd be one person that'd be like, "Yo, that dude was crazy." Remember that guy? <laughs> uh, about him. He was, versus, you have a mass. If you was at Verify, you remember Verify had so many people. Yeah. A lot of faces you probably don't remember. Yeah, true. But ones that probably true. stand out, you probably be like, ah, "I remember that person." Ah. Right. Right. That's like I say, like who had impact on the moment, that moment? Who who had who was able to dish out energy that you'd be like that, that made your mind to remember? Yeah. And not just scan or skim. Mm. So a lot of I was scanning and skimming a whole lot of different things. Even mm. the whole event. Like I, you know, the event I kind of skimmed. Because a lot of times with my concern when I start doing my events, it's gonna be a teaching of the how-tos. I don't need right. anybody hype me up or try to get me to go up the wall pumped up and I buy their CDs and and then book right. and then I, and then I get to the parking lot and I'm still like, what, what I'm gonna do next? No, no, no. <laughs> that how-tos, man. Right, That's one right. thing I was saying, like, even when I come to doing my videos, mm-hmm. I'm always giving how-tos. That's why I'm always seeping out. Like, Kobe did one, Kobe talked about the Black Mamba theory. Mm-hmm. And yeah. one thing I look about that, he said he had to become a carbon copy of himself. And mm-hmm. game-like simulations, that's how he did his practices. So when you see wherever he went to take them shots, that was yeah. not by just mistake. That yeah. was pre-planned out. Right, right. And him and Jordan talked about the same way where they said at one point in life, it was like they was playing the game like they had these people on a yo-yo. Mm. To the point where I knew what that person was going to do before I did it. Right. And the only way you're able to do it is become a carbon copy yourself and put yourself in a game-like simulation. Mm. So I don't play ball no more. So right. how are we going to utilize that? No, become a carbon copy of what you're doing and put yourself in a game-like simulation where if somebody had to do an interview on the spot, are you ready? Mm. If somebody want to know about the wander, are you ready? No, right. no, let me get myself together. All right, I'll give you two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, let's be ready. Because right. it's going to be that time where someone's going to walk up to me or walk up to anybody and be like, yo, I want to invest in you. Give mm. me an elevator pitch. Right. Like, oh, all right, be, be unprepared if you want. I mean, I'm not going to say it's going to never happen again, but right. there's some time where that's going to come and you're going to miss out. So yeah. it's like, become a carbon copy of yourself. Yeah. Put your stuff in game-like simulations. But you like got to rehearse that. Right. Jim Rohn said it best. Rehearse the day before. Mm. Before you beat yesterday, go through the day. See what areas that need to be adjusted and tweaked. Scale yourself. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, you know how kids used to measure themselves? On, yeah, you know, yeah. Up against yeah. the wall. Yeah, scale yourself. You know, what did I do wrong? And please, fail quickly so you get the answer quickly. Stop mm. delaying the failure. Yo, no, I don't want to do it. Cause I used to be like that. I don't want to fail. Please, hurry up and fail so you get the answer. That's <laughs> the whole thing up, man. At least you get the answer this time. Right. That's what I tell people. You know, we all get scared. But I think it, in life, if you look at movies, look at shows, and you see that things don't tend to change until something involuntarily happens in your life. Mm-hmm. You may can do it voluntarily, but most people don't react off of voluntarily because they're giving them a choice. Right. Take the choices away and watch what happens. Either sink or swim. Right, right. Either that, I mean, sink or swim. That's very true. And, um, and one last thing I'm going to do, because I'm at the great go. Yep. If you don't know about the eagle... The eagle at 35 goes through a transformation process. There's two things that can happen. Mm-hmm. Either die from starvation, or if they want to live to their 70, they got to go through this painful process. The eagle has to do, at 35, their their, their feathers are withered, mm-hmm. their talons are, are, are damaged, their beaks is messed up, they can't catch food no more, they can't really eat the food. So they decide to go through this transformation. It's a painful transformation. They have to go to the highest mountain. Mm-hmm. And the first thing they have to do is they got to pluck out all the dead feathers. Mm-hmm. And then before they break their beak, they got to pluck out their talons. Mm-hmm. And then they have to regrow. Now, once the feathers grow back, once the talons grow back, once the beak, they live up to 70 years. Don't take my word for it. Do the research. Wow. I always, my dad always liked eagles growing up. I thought it was just because of the Philadelphia Eagles. That was not just because of that. Yeah. And that's not because of Isaiah 40, 31. No, because the eagle, he adjusts his wings through storms. Everybody else go high for shelter. Right. Nah, he goes a little bit higher and just adjusts his wings through it. So 
Um, wow, that's, that's a word. Back one itself. That's a sermon by itself. <laughs> I, think, as an <laughs> I think you just blessed me for the rest of the day. <laughs> that's a sermon in itself, man. But, but yeah, I appreciate that. Anytime, sir. I appreciate the opportunity. Yes, sir. Do you want to tell people where they can find you online or um, anything like yeah, that? You can find me. Um, so uh, the wandering is the wandering dot com. So www the wandering t h e w a n d e r ring dot com. I'm on Facebook um, as the wandering. Um, Steve the Legacy is my tag name on Instagram and social media as well. So uh, reach out to me. Hit me up. You need, you need some um, pointers. I need some pointers. Need some uplifting. Need some encouragement. I give you that too. Awesome. Thank you, Steve. Right. Thank you. Yes, sir. Take care. All right. Take care. Bye-bye.